Welcome to True Paranormal, the podcast with your host, Leo Rizzuti. Every week we will explore such topics as ghosts, demons, poltergeist, haunted history, time shifts, cryptozoology, and other aspects of the paranormal through listener-submitted accounts, documentary studies, and interviews with the investigators that dedicate their lives to searching for proof of the unknown. So get a fresh cup of coffee, dim the lights, relax, and get ready for a short visit to the realm of the true paranormal. Hey guys, Leo Rizzuti here. Welcome to another episode of True Paranormal, the podcast. Before we go any further, I would like to kind of explain what's been going on with the podcast. I know I've gotten quite a few messages from some of you folks wondering, hey, what's the deal? When is a new episode coming out? I haven't heard from you in a while, things like that. And I appreciate everybody's concern about the podcast and about uh, me personally, because some folks were worried that something was going on with me or whatever. And first off, I want to say I'm okay. Nothing's going on with me personally. I just uh, got into a job situation. I had been offered a position with a company in a building that I thought was going to be kind of a cakewalk. I've been in the same industry for the last 25 or 30 years and uh, I'm really good at what I do. The problem with being really good at what you do is that people sometimes ask you to do semi-impossible things. So I got it put into a position where I was going to be, in order to be successful, uh, working 14 to 16 hour days, which wouldn't be that much of a problem, except that it was six and seven days a week. And I don't know how many of you guys out there have pulled shifts like that. And I know I have in the past, but it really doesn't leave you a lot of time to do anything else. So long story short, I've been doing a lot of interviews with folks. Um, I have been meeting with a lot of guys. I've been getting a lot of your guys' stories. So I've got a lot of stuff for the podcast, but the problem is the editing process takes two to three times the amount of time that the actual recording process takes. So for example, if I have a two hour interview with somebody for me to cut it down for the show, edit it properly, get all the music put in there, get it posted, everything takes four to six hours. And when you're working 16 hour days, you don't really have a whole lot of time to do anything, but come home, take a shower, sleep, and get up the next day and do the same thing. So at any rate, I've got a lot of stuff for you guys, and I'm now in a position where they've moved me into a different building at my request just because I want family time and I want time to do the podcast properly for you guys. Uh, And so I'm now in a Monday through Friday, eight hour day position, which is what I thought I was going to be in the whole time. That being said, that leaves me a lot of time to do editing and to do the recording of the podcast so that I can get it out in a more timely manner. Just wanted to reassure you guys that there's nothing going on with the podcast as far as we're shutting down, anything like that. We still want to be your guys' source for paranormal news and interviews and stories and things like that. And we want to be the best that we can be. So all that leads up to this. We are back. We are going to be back on a regular schedule. If anything, we're going to be posting a little more often because, again, I've got all of this stuff that I've got backlogged that I need to get out to you guys and that honestly the folks that I've interviewed and the folks that I've spoken with I've promised them I would get out so without any further ado let's go ahead and jump right into this week's show 
uh, we sat down with our old buddy Dalton from Southern Souls Paranormal, and we got an update on an investigation that he and Jessica and the team are doing at a home that has uh, what he thinks might be some demonic activity. And the things that they are experiencing in this house run the gamut. They range from doors and cabinets being open to knocks, to voices out of thin air, to apparitions, to cold spots, to uh, even things like pictures moving, um, physical attacks like scratches and pushes, and even a couple of episodes of what could be termed no less than sexual groping, uh, which if anybody is familiar with certain aspects of dealing with negative entities, you know that is never a good sign. But at any rate, Dalton and the guys are investigating this home, and we sat down with him and had a lengthy conversation that we went through a lot of other subjects too, but we thought we would cut it down into two or three parts because it was actually about a three and a half or four hour conversation. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't tend to listen much past an hour. So we thought we'd cut it into a couple of different parts. And this is part one where we're specifically talking about the, what I would call the demon house in Alabama. So here you go, guys. Enjoy. Grab a cup of hot coffee and sit back and relax and give a listen to me and Dalton talking about what he does best. Let's get the uh, the big bear out of the way first off, and I don't know if uh, how much folks know about the accident and things that happened there. But is everybody okay? How's Jessica and them doing? I know Jessica was was really the only one hurt in that accident. Uh, Jessica and I were both hurt. Um, oh, you were? I didn't realize you were hurt too. I thought it was I, just hurt. I was hurt. Um, she got the she got the brunt. She got the worst end of it. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, she she toughed through it, and she, you know, she's a strong person. I've told her that before. You know, sometimes she wants to argue with me about it, but you know, she's got <laughs> a strong will, and she's got, you know, she's she's a real tough person. And you know, that's that's one of the things I like about her, and that's you know something that makes her you know a great member of the team. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, she she uh, I I believe I had a, a minor concussion. They never checked me out at the hospital for it. Uh, my neck is just now getting better, um, where I can actually move it around uh, now. So it's been about two weeks, um, but yeah, I'm I'm feeling a hundred percent now. Uh, she's got she's probably gonna have a bunch of scars on her hand um, from where some glass hit her hand, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, I had a I had a few lacerations and bruises and seatbelt abrasions and stuff like that. Uh, well, seat, seat belt abrasions are probably the best thing that you can hope for in an accident like that because <laughs> yeah. it it can help say it can save your life that's for sure yeah i mean it was it all happened so fast but i i remember most of it um there's some of it that i don't remember um and that's that's right after that's what happened right after mm-hmm. um, after that um you know things started coming back to me and I know what I've been told. And, you know, as I've been told these things, it's it's coming back. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. Um, <laughs> so I'm not really sure if, it, if I got a concussion or not. Um, I've heard that if you get a concussion, 
your mouth tastes uh, sweet, uh, like mm-hmm. a metallic sweet uh, taste. Then I've also heard that's adrenaline as well. Um, yes, that that could be that could be either one. That yeah. could be either one. So so that worried me that night. I'm like, oh lord, I hope I don't have a concussion. But I'm good now, so we're uh, we're we're all doing pretty good. Um, Bo, you've never talked to him. But I have he, never talked to Bo. He is just now coming around to where he's like, uh, because before he was like, I don't want to be on TV. I don't want to be on any of that stuff because he's kind of self-conscious about his accent. But, mm-hmm. but I've told him, I said, people love that. People love Southern accents. Absolutely. Said, people love mine. And I said, if they hear yours, that's going to blow me out of the water. <laughs> the 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 only the only time you don't want to hear a southern accent for some reason is if you're going into brain surgery. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't know why. There's a lot of very fine brain surgeons from from the south, but the last thing you want to hear is "Okay, boy, saddle up" <laughs> before you start going under. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh. Uh-uh. All right. Well. Uh... Well. So. So you've um. Even with the the uh, the accident and everything else, you you've been just kind of trucking along the last several weeks, and y'all have been doing a lot of investigating still. And I know you've uh, you've been concentrating your efforts a lot in one house that's been having some really serious activity. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, this this is still an open case, and it's I'm I'm seeing this it's going to be an open case for at least another three or four months. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is by far the longest case we've ever done. Um, right now, it's at right about two months, uh, you know, give or take a few days. Um, but I mean, it's been it's been a constant case, and you know, I don't want to say that we've kept constant contact daily, um, but we we've kept contact at least once a week. Um, and then I talked to him a few days ago um, tonight. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the two people I'm gonna call them. John and Jane, uh, mm-hmm. so basic, but still, uh, you know, John and Jane Doe, um, but mm-hmm. that's what they're going to be called tonight, uh, to protect their identity. Um, okay. they, uh, they had some weird stuff go on that, you know, I've never, I've never heard of. And it's, it's been, at first it was kind of, you know, like, is, is that really happening? I mean, is that, could, could, can that really happen? And I'm like, I've never heard of that before. And, you know, I didn't I didn't go into, you know, I didn't research it or anything like that because I already know I'm not going to find anything like that because, I mean, I, I just know I have that feeling that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not you know, what how am I going to type that in the search box where it makes sense? Because, it, I mean, it's just there's no way that I can explain it to somebody or explain it to Google to where it's going to bring me up a good search result. I mean, this is not going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. But they, uh, what, I, what I've got now is, and, and what I'm wanting to do is I'm wanting to go over the, the stuff that was originally happening. Um, okay. How it's also kind of trans, you know, changed uh, since our investigation, our first investigation. And I'm going to say right now that we're going back for two more investigations um, because See, Jessica thinks that she she doesn't think it's demonic. She thinks that, you know, it's a pissed off spirit or, you know, something of that nature. Um, 
I kind of agree with her, but I also think that there is a it, there's a pretty good chance that it is demonic. Right, um, and it's and it's it's hard to tell the difference between those two right at first sight. Yes, you know, whenever we first talked about it, I know some I'm I'm sure some people didn't listen to her to listen to all of it because it was a lengthy uh, recording. Mm-hmm. Um, so they probably never listened to all of it, or you know, they didn't listen to it at all, or haven't had the chance to. So, you know, I'm going to go over some things that happened uh, that you know happened before our investigation. I'm going to go over some things that happened uh, during. Uh, I'm just going to hit the high points so that way we're not talking about this, the stuff we've already talked about for you know 30 or 40 minutes. Right. Um, yeah. Plus, plus we get new listeners all the time and stuff like that, and they don't always listen to the archive episodes, although they should. They don't always. Yeah. So. Whenever I first contacted them, you know, the 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 thing was, you know, kind of the basic stuff. Uh, and, and by me, basic, I mean like cliche, um, how doors would open and close. Um, now I asked them. I, I said, "How many doors open?" And they said, "Every door in the house, from you know, you know, every every bedroom door was open, bathroom door, all that would open and close." Um, and even the cabinets in the house would would open and close. I know that they told me at one point uh, they had left, I believe, to go grocery shopping or something like that. They came back and all the cabinet doors. And I'm going to go ahead and say that there's probably right around uh, 15 or 16 cabinet doors in the kitchen and about four in the bathroom. So, okay, you know, that's so about. It's not a tiny little room. Yeah. So, I mean, that's about, you know, 19 or 20 cabinet doors that were open that should not have been opened. Um, mm-hmm. And another big thing that, you know, they were, they were always telling me about the activity center or the activity occurs mostly uh, around the TV. Um, and what I mean by that, a lot of activity occurs whenever they're either watching TV or, you know, whenever they're out of the room or whatever, some of that stuff happens to the TV. Um, and I've kind of linked some stuff together since then that you know I haven't told anybody about. Um, they would tell me that the channels would change to Disney Channel. Um, you know, friends, if they were watching Fox News, uh, it would change over to you know Disney Channel. Notice how I didn't say CNN because that's fake crap. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, but uh, even even the spirits are on to that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that stuff's fake. Yeah, um, but it, it would change the Disney Channel. Um, another thing that would happen with lights would turn on and off. So, of course, being you know, a, you know, I'm a believer in the paranormal, but also maintain a skeptic's mindset. And you know, that's something that an investigator needs. Because I mean, if a pencil rolls off the table, you're going to think, "Oh my goodness, it's a ghost." When in all reality, it's just something that could have easily be been debunked. As a ceiling fan or a box fan or a draft, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. I see that happen all the time. Where you know people don't debunk the easiest stuff, and it it that's one of my pet peeves right there. That bothers me so much. Um, uh, the smoke alarm battery. They they would tell me that the smoke alarm battery would just be drained. They said it would beep and stuff, and you know, whenever the battery's low, it'll beep about every I think forty five seconds to a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, battery it might be every five minutes um i'm thinking it's every it's, five it's, a, it, it's enough to be annoying yeah yeah <laughs> uh but uh anyway they would put a brand new smoke or uh, a battery in 
and a day later or two days later it would do it again and of course most people know the trick to where you know you stick a nine volt battery to your tongue uh, and you know if it kind of stings a little bit then you know that's a, a fresh battery uh, and if it's just if it's a, a slight little you know sting then you know that battery is pretty much dead um so i don't know kids these days might not know that trick i i've actually i've actually never done that but you sound like the voice of experience on that oh yeah I, every investigation i do look the rim pod it uses a nine volt battery the millimeter it uses a nine volt battery the static pods it uses a nine volt battery every the day before i go on an investigation the first thing i do is i take out all those nine volt batteries i set them in front of the piece of equipment and i'll go through them and stick them to my tongue and see okay this one's not charged this one's not charged ow that one's charged um you know it, it, it if you've never done it before it's going to startle you because you're going to be like that freaking hurt <laughs> i mean that, that that might be the strangest pre-investigation routine i've ever heard in my life <laughs> <laughs> Licking batteries. That's but it, how you do but it. it works. It yeah, works. It, it works. It works. Um, another thing that you know, and this is constant. This is at at most every other day. Um, you, you know, sometimes it occurs every other day. Sometimes it occurs three or four times a day. Um, and that's a female voice would say, uh, "I'm going to say John uh, because again, I'm protecting this guy's identity." Mm -hmm. uh, and, and a lot of times he would be about to get in the shower or in the shower. Um, uh, Jane had said that the male voices, uh, she, she had heard male voices, and a lot of the times they were snarls and growls. Um, so, you know, whenever she first told me that, I'm thinking, okay, well, that's that might be an evil spirit. There's a small chance that's demonic. Um, but, but even then I didn't have enough, you know, enough evidence or, you know, facts to point to where, okay, that's definitely demonic. There was a mm -hmm. small chance, you know, like a, a four or 5% chance that that would lead into something demonic. Um, and it grew from there. Um, they used to smell cigar smoke and flowers and, you know, I did a little bit of research on floral smells uh, as far as paranormal goes and I, i've looked at several sites i don't i wish i could cite them but I, I don't remember where they were from i should have bookmarked them but the sites i looked at they described they they linked that smell to the presence of the holy spirit um mm -hmm. right I've, I've heard that before i don't know how true that is um but i mean you know there's a lot of stuff we don't know um and anybody right any type of information out there you know that they want to i mean you know as crazy as it sounds you know it could possibly be true um yeah. well, you know, I, I know that the um the, in the spurl demonic case they had um uh, father mckinnon come by and do several exorcisms of the house and blessings of the house and every time he finished they would have the smell of roses just appear mm -hmm. through the house so there might be something to that Yes, um, and uh, you know the there was also humanoid shadows. Um, both both John and Jane experienced terrible nightmares, and this was just about a nightly occurrence. Um, and cold spots were, were pretty free, pretty frequent. Um, and of course, most people know that's linked to you know spiritual activity. 
Um, and then I asked them, you know, do y'all hear any knocks? And they said, yes, every day. And I said, are they, are they random? Are they in a certain order? You know, do they come in threes, twos, what? Is it a single knock? She said, they always come in threes. So that, that bumped up the, the demonic meter up to about, you know, 12 to 15% of right, of right. Um, because I mean, there's, I've been on many investigations that there's been knockings that occur in threes and none of them have been demonic. And, you know, if I'm going to be honest, this is our first demonic case, um, that we've ever handled. And, you know, I've, I've been told that we're handling it very well. I mean, from the homeowner's point of view, we're, we're doing the best we can. And, you know, that, you know, we're going above and beyond what, you know, we need to do. Or, or what most people would do, we're going we're going beyond that and taking extra steps. Um, whereas most people would be like, "Hey, you need to call this number." No, we call that number for them, tell them what's going on, you know, because we're the people that actually investigated it. They're gonna they're probably gonna want to talk to us anyway. So I, I would think so. I would think so. And that's and that's one thing that makes your guys's group so good is that y'all do routinely go above and beyond what most people would expect. Yes, and you know. Uh, <coughs> I, I put a post on there the other day. I think it was I think it was last night. I I basically put about ninety percent of our five star ratings, which ninety percent of our ratings they leave a they leave a a message at the bottom of their experience. I took a screenshot of all of those, um, and we have never and I, I explained this to you on our on our my my last interview that we have never received anything below a five star. Right. And we've been doing I've been doing this for three years. Um now, you know, it's uh a, a lot's changed. We've got, you know, new investigators, of course. We we don't have, you know, since since we started, I've gotten new investigators. Um but you know, and we're actually hiring more now um to get we're hiring part time investigators where they'll probably go on one investigation a month or one investigation every other month. Mm -hmm. Um fill in whenever we need we have a spot open and we need somebody there um so the knockings would occur in threes um footsteps would occur in the hallway um and there's there's a thing about the hallway that i noticed whenever i first got there and i'll explain that in a minute um and uh moving on uh with the with the activity um jane had said that you know she had witnessed a picture move she stated that if you if you actually locked eyes if you, or if you if you locked your eyes on the picture, you wouldn't notice it moving. But if you closed your eyes and opened them, you would see that it did move slightly. I'm talking millimeters. Um, you know, it was it was small movements that that would occur, um, and it was happening right before her eyes. Um, now, are you, are you talking about the the picture, like the frame moving around, or are you talking about the image in the picture moving? The, the frame, the actual frame. Okay, the, okay. The I was whole, trying to visualize. Yes. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I went on to ask, have any of y'all been physically attacked? Yes, they've been physically attacked. They've At this time, they had only experienced scratches. And, you know, I, I went on and asked, okay, what do these scratches look like? So they were three scratch marks anywhere from, you know, an inch to about two and a half inches long. So demonic meter goes up again to about mm -hmm. about 30 percent now so it, it's it, it it's steadily rising with with some of the 
activity they're telling me. And I, I said, is there anything else happened? She said, well, there's been stuff thrown at us. There it goes again. Mm-hmm. You know, demons are, you know, the most one of the most powerful things in the spiritual world as far as, you know, being able to move objects and manifest. They're they're some of the most powerful entities that there are. Um, and, and I mean, for a spirit to actually throw something, that's going to take a lot of energy. And, it, it does. It does. And, I, and I'm not saying that demons don't need energy because they do. Um, but I feel like they. I feel like they need less of it and can do more with what they have rather than, you know, uh, if a spirit has so much energy and it can only, you know, maybe knock something over, but then a demon has that same amount of energy and it can throw something across the room, you know. Right, right. Well, demons are demons are more substantial beings than your average spirit. So they come yeah. into the they come into the story with a built up supply of, of their own energy that they don't mm-hmm. have to draw from other things. Yes. Um now the other day, it was about two days ago, um, and this is the new activity. Um now before I said uh that uh they stated that they they smelled cigar smoke and flowers. That has changed. They no longer smell either of those. They now smell sulfur and decaying flesh. Um, well, that's, I said, well, that, that's not good. No, that's not good. So that bumped up the meter to about 60 or 70% just by that. Um, so that's a huge jump from 30, 60 or 70. I'm just going to go ahead and say 60. Um, and, you know, I said, well, do you think an animal died in your house? She said, it's not a rat. You know, if you've ever smelled a dead rat, that has a very distinct smell. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can pick you can pick that out, you know, out of anything. Um, and she she really couldn't describe it. She just smelled it. It smelled of decay, but it wasn't a rat. Um, now, sulfur. Um, of course, most people know what that smells like. It smells like rotten eggs. Um, mm-hmm. Now. Another thing that had been occurring, um, she she has heard this female voice, uh, which the, the female voice was kind of rare um, earlier because we're actually as far as her, as far as her hearing it, you know, she rarely ever heard it. And she had only heard it at one time whenever it said uh, John, you know, every other day or every day, she'd only heard that one time. And that was recently. Um, now she's hearing it say help stop it jane and get out fire now if i if i heard somebody say get out fire in my house yeah that would freak me out yeah i mean you know being that that's the spirit and it's saying get out fire i mean you know that's that's kind of scary um and that that would shake me um and she uh if i'm not mistaken one of her dogs she has an older dog and I, if I'm if I'm not getting this mixed up with another case, her dog, uh, I think it's a Chihuahua, uh, has cataracts, and so it's blind pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. But it followed something across the room with its eyes. <clears throat> um, really? Now, you know, I, I can't say that's for a hundred percent because I can't remember if this dog has cataracts or not. Because I know 
there was an investigation before that had dogs and then this one um that also had dogs so i know one of them i know one of the one of the cases uh their dog one of their dogs had you know cataract i can't remember which one it was um now here's where things start to take a turn for the worst and this bumps up my meter up to about 85 to 90 percent um on you know my demonic meter um and i'm sorry but you're gonna have to bleep some of this out because it gets pretty bad um well yeah well if we need to we'll we'll do that we're our audience is generally fairly adult so you know but if it gets really bad we'll just yeah we'll we'll do that <laughs> i mean it's it, it really just two words um <clears throat> you know the, the the last one is is pretty uh pretty bad um uh-huh. but what had happened was you know if if most people know that and I, I'm pretty sure this is every TV provider. They have a way you can search for movies and TV or TV shows and stuff like that, uh, you know, in on demand or whatever. For instance, uh, uh, direct TV, you go to channel, I think it's 1000 and that takes you to on demand. And there's a, a search bar to the left and it has all the letters below that. Um, and she said that she her and her and John were sitting on the couch. The remote was between them. And she said she she looked up because she saw the, the screen change. It went from a movie to the search bar. So she looked up and, you know, she didn't think anything of it at first. Um, and then she watched it spelled out. Get out. She watched it spelled out. Um, and at first, I did not think to ask her, how was this being spelled? Was it, you know, taking shortcuts to the letters? Uh, and she said that it would go from from A all the way to Z. So, for instance, if it was spelling get out, uh, it would go to G. And then after it punched in G, it would go all the way down to Z and then go back to A and then go to E and then go all the way back down to Z and then go back to A and then go to T and then, mm-hmm. you know, go back to go back to A. Um, and, you know, I, I just read something the previous night. Um, and, you know, it, it 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 has a small, you know, relevance. Um, and, and I said, first off, DirecTV is not a Ouija board. I know that. And that, that's right. what I remember. I said, that's, uh, DirecTV is not a Ouija board. But I can't help but but realize that whenever, you know, it, the, the letters count down or the numbers count down, that's not a good sign. Because that's a sign that it's, it's generally a sign of a spirit leaving the board. Um, now, I've never experienced that. I've never, never had that happen. I have had it make a figure eight, and I have had it just go crazy over the board. Uh, and then spell, you know, uh, at one point, I think uh, the, the board, whenever me and Jessica used it at the house, uh, it spelled mama. No, it didn't spell mama. It's spelled uh it's spelled Sarah, I think. And I'll get I'll get more into that earlier in the question that I asked for it to give me that answer. Um but this is the last bit right here as far as the new evidence, and then I'll go into uh the investigation that we did. Um after it said get out, and this is this this happened in one day. It said get out, then it spelled leave, and then it spelled leave now. Um now, I didn't think to ask, okay, did this occur all at one time or did it occur throughout the day? 
Um, so that I don't know. I should have asked. Uh, now I'm thinking, wow, I'm stupid. Why didn't I ask that? Um, yeah, that would that would that would be. There's an order of magnitude if that all happened within say ten minutes versus it happening all day. Although, yeah. either way, it's either way it happened. It's still it's just still happening. The word impressive. It's impressive. Yes, uh, and then the second day this happened, um, she was actually texting me. And, you know, I, I think I've mentioned to you before, whenever she is in contact with me, whether it's on the phone or whether she's texting me, either through Facebook or, you know, through by my phone number, the activity picks up by about 10%. Um, you know, it's, it's a noticeable difference. Things start mm -hmm. to get violent whenever she's in contact with me. So the second day, it said, again, leave now. Um, so it said leave now twice, once, uh, once the first and then once the second. And then and this, this, this is this is all happening on the TV. Yes, this is happening okay. on direct TV. Um, <laughs> and then uh, this is this is uh, this is whenever it started taking turn for the worst. Whenever it said "fuck you," um, and it 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 didn't actually spell out "you." It just put a "u," the letter "u." Um, and then she said that she had asked who it was, uh, and then it spelled out "Amon," and then it spelled out "O's." Um, and I'm going to get to both of those names here in just a second because those names are not good. No. Um, those are demons. Um, and Amon is a, a, a pretty big one. Um, yeah, it's you know, a, a lot particularly nasty one. Yes. Um, and then after that, it said burn bitch. So after it spelled the two names, it then, it then spelled out burn bitch. Um, now, now, was this happening with both of them home, or was it just her home at that time? Do you know? Okay. Um, whenever it spelled burn bitch um, and, and spelled out Amon and O's, John, um, he he was in the shower or about to get in the shower. I'm thinking that she said that he was in the shower. Um, so she was alone on the couch whenever the, the last three spellings happened, which mm -hmm. was Amon, O's, and burn bitch. Um, so that freaked her out a good bit, and that would freak me out, too. Yeah. Um, and, uh, of course, you know, being a skeptic, I'm like, well, I'm sitting there thinking, well, okay, could she have done this? Is she just making this up? Or could somebody have a remote to the TV? But then I'm thinking, well, in order to program a remote, you have to be inside the house next to the box, the receiver, or the DVR. You have to be next to that, and you have to press a series of buttons or whatever in order to program that remote to that specific TV. Right. It used to be that the TV remotes worked on, there was only a very few wavelengths that they worked on. So your neighbors could theoretically have a remote that matched your TV and they could change the channels in your house without knowing they were doing it. But nowadays, yeah, yeah it's very, very detailed as to how to program the remote and it's very specific to that TV. To the because most people don't have just one TV in their house, so they have to have remotes that are that are independent for each TV. Is the reason they've gone with that technology. Yeah, um, and you know <laughs> during the the I forgot to mention this uh, in the the stuff that happened before our investigation, but uh, John was taken over by this entity and spoke in a language that you know. Uh, Jane had never heard or she couldn't make sense of it, but she did. She did. She was able to understand this one thing, which was Malik. Um, 
that is also a demon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I think I told you about that on the last uh, interview. Um, yes. But yeah. I, I don't know if we ever actually talked about the investigation, did we? Uh, a little tiny bit. We didn't go that much into detail with it because you were going to be heading back out there. Yes. Um, now, what happened was I I took a very ballsy move, and I went into the house. Okay, so whenever I got there, of course, they were both there. They were there for about 30 minutes. I talked to them, and what they wanted to do was they wanted to be out of the house whenever this was happening. They said they don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Um which in reality, that's the best thing. Um, So they actually rented a room, a hotel room, and stayed there the whole night. Um, Whenever they left, see, Jessica, one of our investigators, um, something had happened with his vehicle, and he was unable to actually drive there that night. Luckily, it's fixed now. So she had to go pick him up, and where he lives is about an hour and a half away from the location. And here's the thing. Jessica is about an hour and 45 minutes, hour and a half away from him where she lived. So what she's got to do is she's got to drive an hour and a half to get him and then an hour and a half to go to come here or to come to the, the you know, the location. Mm-hmm. She was still at her house because she was waiting on another investigator. Um, you know, I told her, I said, it's fine, you know, because we need as many people as possible. I ended up being there about three, three and a half, four hours by myself. In a home that I believe to be, you know, that believed to have demonic activity. Oh um, yeah, that's that's a good situation to be in. Oh, it's a perfect situation. It was sunshine <laughs> and rainbows. Um, <laughs> when it, whenever I first got there, um, I immediately looked down the hallway, and and John was talking to me, and you know, I don't even remember what he said because I was fixated on that hallway. I, I looked down that hallway for about a good 30 seconds to a minute, and I did not look away. And I felt something. And, you know, that kind of, that kind of, you know, it, 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 I've never really felt that before. Yeah, I felt drawn to certain areas, but that was just like a magnet. It felt like that is where this thing is. That is where we need to investigate tonight. Um, and luckily that night we actually had a, uh, I think he's a, uh, I think he's a uh, psychic or sensitive or something like that. Um, you may have heard of him before. Uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, let me see if I can if I can uh, go and find that real quick. Um, but anyway, he he watched. Um, he he watched. We did several live feeds throughout, and he watched them, and he would tell us this stuff. And he actually helped us on another investigation previous to that one. Um, <laughs> And, you know, he told us a lot of information. His name's Philip Wyatt. Um, he's a great I, guy. Actually, I do, know, I do know, know that name. I'm not, I don't think I've ever been in contact with him, but I do know the name for sure. Yeah. He, he is, he's, he's, he's <clears throat> made several apps out there that are really good. Uh, and I've talked to you about them before. It's the ITC mm-hmm. Collaboration Pro. It's a free app and it's a great app. Um, he do, he's one of the people that worked on it. Anyway, he would help us out on these things because, you know, it's good to have a second opinion um, on these things. And, you know, he can sense things that we can't. Um, uh, And a lot of the things that he sensed, Jessica also sensed. And 
these were things that, you know, Jessica would be like, hey, I feel this in there. This was before the live video even happened. And then Philip's like, hey, there's something in there in that, that particular room. Go back there. Okay. That's validation right there. You know, mm-hmm. that, you know, but anyway, anyway, while I'm there alone, um, and, and I had the idea, I thought, well, a lot of the activity occurs whenever they're watching TV. So before I watch TV, um, I do a live video. I don't really get anything. Um, and again, I'm in the house alone. Um, and, you know, nothing really happens. So I end the live video and I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch TV. Let's see what happens. So what I did was I set up a, a camera in the kitchen, which shot from the kitchen into the living room, which recorded me. And then I set up another camera in their bedroom. Um, and both of these were rolling. Um, and what happened was about three or four minutes into watching this movie, which this movie in particular was World War Z. Um, I watched that and about three or four minutes into it, I hear this little girl laugh. And that shook me to my core because I, I've always heard that that's not a good sign. And that no, was, that, is, that, you know, was, that was like my my thoughts have been confirmed. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what I originally thought was just confirmed. I mean, because, you know, my meter is already all the way up. It's 80, 90 percent. I mean, and then that happens. And then immediately after that happened. I'm looking over there, and as I'm looking through, I see this apparition, and it's white. And the only way that I can describe it is it's a Klansman from the KKK. Um, and it, it, it pokes its head around the corner, pokes its head back, and then pokes its head out again, and then retracts its head and, and goes back behind the corner. And this happens in, in a split second. I mean, it, it's, it's so fast, and it looked so real. I thought somebody was actually in the house with me. So I'm I'm calling up Jane, and I've got my fist balled up, and I'm ready to defend myself because I'm sitting there thinking that there's somebody in the house with me. And, right. You know, I, I'm not trying to be cliche or anything, but, you know, I look back at it, and I'm like, that's kind of funny, though, because it, it, literally, it, it literally looks like a person wearing a sheet. A sheet. I mean, a right, white and sheet. If, and if you know the history of the clan, that's the purpose of them wearing those white costumes. They want it to look like ghosts. Yes. Um, but here's the thing. It didn't have eye holes. Ooh. No eye holes. It was just a sh- it was solid. It was solid white. Um, and, you know, the, the way I described it to Jane was I said the apparition's head was triangular. And, you know, I didn't want to, you know, automatically assume that it looked like a Klansman, but what else can it look like? Right. I mean, now, did it, know, did it have any, did it have any luminescence to it or, or, you know, did it like, did it glow or anything like that? Or was it just, it was, it was, it was as white as a, you know, a plain white t-shirt. I mean, you know, it but was, it, but it didn't like emit its own light or anything like that. Not that I can, not that I can remember of. I don't believe it did. Um, I, I didn't think it did because you said it, it. It you thought it was somebody in the house, which yeah. if something yeah. was glowing, you wouldn't necessarily think it was somebody in the house. <laughs> but I mean, I, I really can't say for sure if it was or not because the background was, you know, pretty much black. I mean, it was dark, mm-hmm. so right. I can't say for sure that hey, it wasn't glowing. Um, you know, I it didn't look like it was. Okay. Um, 
But anyway, whenever that happened, they got there, ended up saying, okay, well, let's do a test. Some some stuff happens to them while they sleep, while they sleep. So the three of us went to sleep in the living room. Um, I actually had I had one thing happen to me. I had something thrown at me and it hit me in the stomach. And that was that was the only physical thing that happened to me that night. Um, yep, that so, was before Jessica got there or uh, that was that was after she got there, because during okay. the investigation, we didn't really get a lot of hard, hard evidence. I mean, we got, you know, some of our equipment went off uh, as far as communication goes. It was a bare minimum. I mean, mm-hmm. we barely got anything. Um, right. And as far as capturing anything on video, Murphy's Law, I didn't capture the apparition or the little girl's laugh. And I was almost certain that I captured that laugh because it was so loud. I mean, it was so loud. And I mean, it sounded like this girl was right next to me and she wasn't. She wasn't there. Well, that, that's what I was going to say was if, if, if whatever caused that sound was right there next to you, it would have sounded loud and still might not have been picked up. But yes. I mean, it was it was like a <laughs> no. That's not yeah. That's not that's not good at all. <laughs> uh, and you know that that immediately after that happened, um, um, and, and here's where things kind of get weird. Uh, as I'm on the phone with uh with Jane, I'm about to walk out the door, and I get groped. I literally really? get, I literally get my junk broke. So I guess I've joined, uh, you know, the club with Zach Began, um, now, and that happened twice that night when I was inside the house and when I was outside the house, because after that, after I seen that apparition, I heard that little girl's laugh. And being that the activity was they were experiencing was demonic. I mean, nothing good was going to happen when, while I was in there, and no. I was I didn't I didn't. The, the thoughts were that, you know, I, yes, I'm afraid to get possessed, but, you know, I, I don't want to be possessed, but I know that there is a way that I can get help. Um, now, will that change my life forever? Most likely. I will never yes. see the same thing the same way again. Uh-huh. Um, my main concern was that if they got there and I hurt them, you know, that would be something that I'd have to live with. So I removed myself from the house and what happened was I was getting into my car and I got groped again. And this is within 15 seconds. And then I'm like, I, I'm not even safe outside the house. No, no. She was flipped out of her chair outside on the patio. So activity not only occurs inside the house, but on the property. Um, so I left and I went to McDonald's and, you know, I was like, I don't care what I don't. The, the person asked me, what can I get for you? I said, I don't care. Whatever. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying. I'm like, I just, I, I said, dude, you don't understand. Actually, no, it wasn't a dude. It was a girl I went to school with. I said, you don't understand. And she's like, what's, what's the matter? I said, you know how I'm doing the paranormal thing, right? She's like, yeah. I said, we're doing the demonic case tonight. I said, I'm there alone. <laughs> I said, oh my goodness. I said, yeah. And then two other guys walk up to me and they're like, we're actually fans of yours. We watched the videos. Uh, we actually just watched the one you did about an hour ago. I'm like, small world wow oh my goodness and then so i they they took a picture with me i'm like i gotta go because i was at mcdonald's for about 30 minutes and i'm sitting there i'm like please take the time on the food i said yes (laughs) 
go ahead, make the dough, put it in the oven. You know, I want everything fresh. I said, I don't care how long it takes, <laughs> uh, which, of course, I'm uh -huh. just being smart now. But I'm just I'm trying to burn time so that, you know, they can get there. Well, yeah, but, I mean, you were you were you were physically essentially physically assaulted twice in a short yes. period of time. Yeah, and, and once outside of the house. And it's yeah, that would that would make anybody want to remove themselves from that situation. Um, and then later that night, um, I told Jessica, I said, you know, I, I've never wanted to do this before. And I told her, I said, this is not something I want to do, but for the sake of the family and the sake of getting enough evidence to get an exorcism done, I said, I feel like we need to do this. And, you know, what I'm talking about is using the board, the spirit board. Mm -hmm. um, and we used it and we took great precaution when using it. Um, some of the most notable questions that she asked was, do you, she, she asked, do you have ill will towards me? And by me, she's, she's, she's asking the question. So she's asking, you know, do you have ill will towards me? Uh, and I'm acting like I'm Jessica. So does that spirit have ill will towards Jessica? Uh, it went over to no. And she said, do you have ill will towards Dalton? And it said, yes. No, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Uh, and make up your mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, make up, make up your mind. You know exactly what you just said. And then she asked, "Do you have ill will towards Walker?" And said, "Yes, no, yes, no." Um, and there were several times that the planchette would circle the board, and she's sitting there. She's like, "Stop it now." Um, I end up asking, um, who? Who who grabbed me earlier? Who who groped me? And it spelled out Sarah. So S A R A H A H A H A H A. So it said Sarah and then was laughing. Yes, uh, that's what I was about to say. Um, so I'm like, how old is Sarah? So I'm expecting to get, you know, a response of, you know, seven or eight, being that I heard a little girl's voice. Mm -hmm. And then or a little girl laugh. No, this spirit in particular was I believe it was either 29 or 39. Um, so then I asked who's the name of the spirit that laughed earlier. And I can't, for the sake of me, remember what its name is, but I do have it on video. So I, I can go back and look. Um, but, you know, it was it was so weird to hear that. And then I, I asked, um, do you know, because demons are said to... to be able to to their fortune teller or not their future they, they can tell the future they can see the past um you know they they know everything um from right. the research that i've done on them. so i'm sitting there i'm getting cocky and i'm like so you know everything right it said yeah so what's the last four digits of my social security number <laughs> it couldn't for it i mean it's like it, i can't remember what it said it was like eight four three one i'm like no that's so off I said, I'm like, the only digit you got right was the first one. Um, but I mean, and then I, and then I said, uh, I said, what, what's Brian Woolett's middle initial? And it, it said G and then it said A and then it said B. I'm like, incorrect. It's D. Um, I don't even know what his middle name is. I just know his middle initial is D. Um, but I'm like, so you don't know everything. And it said, yeah. Like it did. So I don't know if it was just messing with me or what. And I said, 
So I, I said, so you, you you can flip Jane out of a chair. Why don't you come flip me out of a chair? And it spelled out okay. And I waited there for about two minutes. And I said, when are you going to flip me out of the chair? And it said, wait. I never got, I never got flipped out of the chair. So then that, that bumps my meter back down to about 60%. Um, right. You know, and, and I, you know, as bad as I hate to say it, you know, I, I have a connection to this family. I mean, I'm not related to them. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not going to go into, into detail with it over, you know, over the podcast or anything, because, you know, that, that's kind of more personal information for them. Right. But I do right. know somebody, I will say that, you know, they had somebody that, um, die in a car wreck that I was friends with, um, that I went to school with. And, um, so that, that's how I'm, how I'm familiar with them. Um, and I didn't, I didn't know of them until they contacted me and I'm like, Hey, are you so-and-so's, uh, father? He said, yeah. So I'm, uh, I've been, I think that's one thing that, you know, really drew me to this case was, you know, that fact. Um, and it, it really, it's really helped me a lot because it kind of shows you how sh- how you, how you would treat other clients. Um, yes. You know, I'm not I'm I'm gonna you know, sure there's things that I could have done differently for other people. Um, I probably could have done things better. But whenever you've got, you know, a case like that, you think differently. You know, it becomes more personal to you. Um, so I feel like now that I, I I've experienced that, I can do my job even better. Um, and you know, I, with our five star ratings, I already know I was doing an awesome job, but now I feel like I can do it better, and I can you know take things farther than what uh, I had in the past. Um, and that that's you know it, I feel like that really helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a good positive thing to take out of out of this entire investigation. That's for sure. Yeah, and you know we're 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 doing a, a funeral mass. Um, you know the the person passed away. Uh, let's see, in April, um, we're going to do another mass for him um, because whenever I talk to Sister Gatiri from uh, you know the Holy Nicolaian Church, um, she said that it sounded like a uh, a restless spirit. Uh-huh. I'm like, well. Yeah, possibly, which I'm, I'm not going to, you know, you know, just basically say that her, you know, her, I, I don't really know what to say. Her diagnosis, I guess, is a, a restless spirit. I'm not going to, you know, throw that in the dirt and be like, that's not true because, you know, they deal with this kind of stuff. You know, I mean, we do, too, but they specifically deal in demonic stuff. Um, you know, they're they're in the order of the seven archangels. Uh, right, so, and you're and you're talking about you're talking about Bishop Brian Roulette's church. Yes, and right. I mean that's something that they deal with. So I'm like, well, maybe you're right. Um, but with with the new stuff that's been going on, I think that maybe she could have been wrong. Um, but I have took taken her advice because she did recommend doing a mass. Uh, so that's what we're gonna do. Um, well, that, gonna, that will that will either help things out a lot. Or activity will pick up and you'll know what you're dealing with for sure at that point. Yes. So, and that, and that's part of the thing. 
Um, I asked her, uh, I asked Jane, when did you believe it was demonic? And it was after the death of, I'm going to say, John Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, and which that occurred in April, but they started to believe it was demonic about a month or two after. Um, then I asked him, what all was thrown at you? She said uh, a charger plug in, and this was the day after the investigation. Uh, mm-hmm. Then there was a Coke bottle that was put in the garbage, and she stated that the garbage can was half full or half empty, however you want to view it. Um, uh, the pictures were knocked off. Um, a skillet was slammed onto the stovetop hard enough to make the, I think she said the wall shake. Um, and then uh, John's hat was thrown down the hallway. Um, and then I asked, how many times have you been physically attacked? She said John was scratched on the face and arm. Uh, the scratch on his arm was rather deep. Um, both scratches had three marks. Um, and then she said John was pushed down in the kitchen. Uh, whenever he was pushed, he didn't just hit the ground. He slid. Um, both have woken up with sore ribs three to seven days uh, after that night. Um, mm-hmm. Happened multiple times. Um, and then Jane was scratched on the back of the neck so bad that it bled. Um, and I want to say that, you know, she said it wasn't deep, but it would not stop bleeding for nothing. She said it would not stop bleeding. Um, mm. And then she was also flipped out of the chair on the patio. All um, right. And then I asked again, uh, has anything occurred in threes? And she said knocking daily and then beating on the wall and for the three scratch marks. So that's stuff I've already told you. Have have they been trying to communicate with this with this entity themselves, or are they just trying to just deal with it as best they can and ignore it as much as they can? I how much how much how much how much how active are they in in well dealing when, with whenever I first talked to them, I said I, I told him said you know you don't need to try to communicate with it, leave that to us. Mm-hmm. I said. Oh, the best thing that you can do is try to be happy. I said, I know that's hard with the situation y'all are going through right now. I said, but y'all have got to be to, to bring good vibes into that home and, and try to be happy, bring in laughter, whatever, whatever you've got to do. Just try to try to try to bring happiness and surround yourself with happiness. And I said, and above all, do not try to communicate with this entity. Um, and, and, you know, that's that's the I think that's the second day that I, I talked to her. Um, and before the investigation, that's the second day I've, I've ever talked to her. Um, I asked her, can you describe the apparitions for me? She said uh, that she had seen a silhouette of uh, a man. Um, she also wakes up every day at 3.30 or 4. And a darker than dark humanoid figure appears at the foot of the bed. Um, that, that, asked, that happens every day? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, it was either every day or every other day or every few mm-hmm. days. I'm wanting mm-hmm. to say she said every day. Um, now she might mean that she might, she, what she means by that is she, she's probably saying that she wakes up at 3.30 or 4 every day. Um, right, but she doesn't necessarily know. see the entity there every yes. day. Yes, um, that, that's probably what she means. Uh-huh. Um, so I asked her, I said, have you seen any apparitions of a little girl? And, you know, that's the kind of that, that's going back to the little girl laughing. She said, no, there's been there's been no apparitions of a little girl. There's not been anything that could be linked to a little girl. 
Um, as how many shadows have you seen? Uh, well, she get she didn't give me an exact number, but she said she has seen multiple men and one woman. Uh, as far as apparitions and you know the silhouettes, you can kind of tell the difference as far as the the body size and stature goes. Um, mm-hmm. And then it, something just told me to ask: or is there any physical injuries that you can see to the apparitions? You know, gunshot wounds, scratches, bruises, blood, anything like that? She says not that she not that she had seen. Uh, let's see. She has heard the little girl laugh um, as well. Um, let's see. I so, so her, every so everybody in the house has heard that then. Yes. Uh, now. I asked her if she could describe the feeling um, in the house. She said it was the first thing she said it was it was very uncomfortable. And she said it was eerie and creepy. Um, and then I asked her, you know, anything else that uh, anything that doesn't fall under any of these questions that I've asked her has anything else happened? And that's when she told me about the dogs going crazy and then, and uh, that one dog, you know, watching something. Um, so earlier I mentioned about uh, Malik, O's, and uh, uh, Amon. Mm-hmm. Um, now, whenever I did some, some research about Malik, uh, I discovered that this is, you know, Malik is what's believed to be an Islamic demon. Um, now, I'm not sure how Islamic demons and, you know, Catholic, Christian, whatever demons, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, could it be Malik in Islamic, but you know, Amon in, you know, English or whatever. I mean, you know, is is this is this could this be the same entity? But I mean, I mean, from two different religions, I don't know. I mean, that's just like how they call, you know, uh, a dragon in you know, Islamic, whatever they call it, versus a dragon in Chinese. You know, it's it's the same creature, but it's different names, and that's the best way I can describe it or, you know, explain it. I mean, I, I don't really know how to really word that. Um, but, you know, Malik uh, is uh, basically the, the demon that administrates the hellfire and assisted by Nazi mysterious scars and all this. Zimbania, um, uh, let's see, uh, it says Malik is mentioned in Surah uh, 43. 77 uh talking about the quran um as the chief of angels of hell um and then uh i did a little bit of research about o's and that's the great president of hell uh ruling three legions of demons uh uh he you know uh stuff like that um let's see and then amon um, amon was one of the one of the ones that you know seems to be the most powerful um Mon is a marquee of hell. He is the seventh of the 72 goetic demons who govern 40 inferior and uh, infernal legions. Uh, uh, his appearance is that of a wolf with a serpent's tail vomiting out of his mouth flames of fire. And at the command of a mange, uh, Amon may take the shape of a man with a raven's head having teeth of a canine. Um, he tells of all things past and future. Um, and he procures love and reconciles controversies between friends and foes. Um, some demonologists have associated him with the Egyptian god Amun or the god Baal or Baal or, or however it's pronounced. Um, 
So um, that that's really all I've got on, you know, that investigation so far. Um, that took right about an hour to explain. Um, so uh, took a little bit longer than what I was what I was expecting. But um, I guess we can either talk about the doll, the, the, the theory I'm working on, whichever one you want to uh, talk about first. You there. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you perfect now. Okay, that was weird. Yeah, I was wondering because I was talking to you when 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 you were talking about the demons, and I'm like, I don't think he can hear me. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I was I was talking about how the the Jewish like like Matthew in the Bible is Matthias. Actually, that's this his Jewish name. So these demons might have, depending on the area that you're in, they might go by different names. But yeah, and, and but you, you you explained that better than I did. Uh, <laughs> well you you went into a lot of information there and it was i mean it's all good information so i was just letting you run with it man because i'm like well he obviously can't hear me so (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know uh sometimes i'll I'll try to explain something i'll be like goodness i could have explained that better i sound like a freaking idiot now (laughs) well yeah you know you you explained it just fine it's just a lot of times when you when you explain something then Ten minutes later, you think, "Oh, wait, I could have said it like this," but yeah, you can't. You can't hit that rewind button. Yeah. <laughs> too late. Too late. Well, guys, that's where we're going to end the conversation for the moment. To be honest with you, we had some microphone issues right after that last little bit of audio, and so we had a lot of silence there, where Dalton and I were trying to figure out why he couldn't hear me and why. Uh, I could hear him, but I was getting no response, things like that. So, and it's also where we had um, kind of a turn in the conversation and went into some other subjects. So I felt like that would be a pretty natural place to stop this segment of that conversation. Uh, We're going to do a part two where we go into uh, Dalton's possession of a haunted doll um, and some uh, theories that Dalton has regarding hauntings, experiences, and the way they could possibly affect the human body, and um, how maybe we can use equipment to quantify what happened. So you guys are going to definitely want to check out part two of this conversation. A lot of good information there. I also want to um, kind of start a new thing with us this week. Uh, There's a lot of great podcasts out there, and I don't know about you guys, but most folks that listen to podcasts, and myself included, don't just listen to one podcast or one type of podcast. We listen to a lot. And there are a lot of good ones out there, including some that lend some support to us and that are really entertaining to me personally. And I want to just take a moment during each broadcast at the end of it and try to point out one. And sometimes we're going to get maybe a promo from them if uh, we get in touch with them early enough. Other times, like this one, I'm just going to pull one up that I really like and just kind of describe it for you guys. And hopefully you guys will take my recommendation and give these guys a listen. And if you do, give them a good rating and maybe let them know that you heard about them on our broadcast on True Paranormal. That way they know that we're sharing the love with them. So uh, this week we wanted to point out one of my absolute favorites. Um, It is called Conspired. Uh, It's a podcast about mostly true crime uh things like 
the uh, Michael Peterson case, and I like Scott Peterson, uh, things like that. But they also delve into some urban legend stuff. They delve into uh, some paranormal stuff. And the really unique thing about this podcast is that it is, it's a couple, Gerald and Natalie. And Natalie is what I would term a true believer in a lot of different things. And she's really the expert on the true crime stuff, too. And her partner, Gerald, is very much a skeptic. He tends to come at things from a purely scientific point of view. He's a little sarcastic when it comes to things that he doesn't believe in, but he's very charming at the same time, and they're both a lot of fun to listen to. I will warn you, this is not a polished, hey, we're going to be super slick and professional and sit down BBC interview style and do this podcast. It is literally just a couple of folks that are very passionate about what they want to talk about having a conversation. And it's because of that, it's a lot of fun to listen to. And it's very real. I mean, you could tell these guys are not in it to uh, to be slick and to be uh, super stylish and stuff like that. They are in it because they love the subjects that they're talking about. And they want to entertain you folks. So give them a listen and give them, like I say, give them a review if you get a chance. And uh, let them know that you heard about it on True Paranormal, the podcast. Show them some love, guys. They can be heard on um, iTunes. Just uh, look for Conspired, that's C-O-N-S-P-E-A-R-E-D. Or you can uh, you can check them out. They've got a Facebook page, too. But the biggest thing is go on to Twitter, and it's at uh, Conspired. Uh, again, just give them a listen, guys. You'll thank me for it later. And that's going to end it for this week's episode of True Paranormal, the podcast. Just like we said with Conspirit, if you guys would, if you're listening to us on iTunes or wherever you're listening to us, give us a rating and a review. Or if you don't have time to do a review, especially on iTunes, just give us a rating. And that definitely helps us tick up in the listing so we get more listeners, so that we get more stories, so that we have more stuff to share with you guys. If you're on Facebook, check us out at True Paranormal the podcast on Facebook and give us a like and give us a shout out every once in a while let us know that you are there we're also on Twitter at uh, at true para podcast uh, so give us a holler on Twitter if you get a moment if you want to see your story shared on us just uh, again send it to us through Facebook or even Twitter or email them to us at true paranormal podcast at gmail.com that's trueparanormalpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll be glad to share your story on one of our future broadcasts. Make you a rock star, make you internet famous, and you can tell all your buddies, hey, go listen to this. They're sharing my story right here. That being said, I would like to thank you guys for listening this week and every week for that matter. And be sure to join us again next time for another episode of True Paranormal, the podcast. Paranormal.